Hello, my friends again, and thank you for joining us today on The Daily Dig, where each day we dig into God's Word, searching for truth that will encourage us to deepen our faith. We are living in trying times, and we must strive each day to draw our strength from God's Word. Come along with Jacob Smith as we dig into God's Word together. And welcome to another episode of The Daily Dig. I'm so glad that you've joined us. We are excited to be able to jump into the book of Luke again. And this really is just exciting because we're seeing the next step in Jesus's ministry. Luke pays close attention to some details that really reveals something to us that that we need to apply to our life. If we are falling short in this area, we need to make sure that we are holding fast to the fact that we see who Jesus is and what he's capable of. We see in this passage that this is coming off of one of the massive miracles that Jesus does something that nobody should do. Jesus touches a leper, and Jesus is standing there, puts his hand on the leper, and everybody in synchrony goes, why did he just do that? Or what did he just do? And we're seeing Jesus really reveal the fact of who he is. And this is the next step in the revelation of who Jesus is in the sense of he's revealing himself to those around him. Now we're, we're seeing in the book of Luke, great detail of this story. It's something that unique to Luke. We see in verse number 17, it says, He was teaching and that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. So Jesus here is sitting around. He's with the Pharisees and doctors. He has a large crowd around him. And mind you, he's just coming off of this healing of the leper. Now we find that Jesus has has got this crowd around him. They're apparently in the house that will, in a house that we'll find later on is revealed to us. But one of the things that I see is that the Pharisees and doctors and doctors of the law, these were people who were experts in the law. The word Pharisee here really is from the root word to divide or separate there in the Hebrew. The scribes and Pharisees, they would be the ones that likely were developed out of the ministry of Ezra there in the Old Testament. And he was the one that that was bringing in this, this, they were the ones that were bringing in this ministry to obey the law, to magnify the law, to make sure that this law was applied in their life. And this, this movement of Pharisees and scribes, they became quite burdensome, quite legalistic, putting this this imposed letter of the law so much so that they could no longer serve the Lord with gladness, but they had to do this and do that, whatever the case may be, and just had this big list of do's and don'ts. And my friends, thanks be to God that today we we don't have to do. It's done. Jesus did it. And the Pharisees and the doctors really got to a place to where they had lost the joy of the Lord. They had become overcome with this list of everything that they must do. And now they had become 
so enthralled with the law and all of their list of do's and don'ts that they had become hypocrites themselves. It was no longer a matter of the heart. It was a matter of exteriors and shallowness, a mile wide, but only an inch deep. And they didn't love the Lord. They just were doing. We see here, this is who was surrounded Jesus. And this is what we see. The power of the Lord was present. This is unique to Luke. He says the power of the Lord was present to heal, meaning that Jesus had the spiritual ability. You know, my friend, God has the spiritual ability to meet your needs. Uh, Whatever you're dealing with in your life, whatever prayer requests that you may bring before him, he has the power to do it. You know, Jesus is able. We see that he was able to heal the leper. Now we're going to see another instance where he has the power to heal. He also has the power to do something that we're going to see here coming up. Verse number 18, it says that men brought in a man on a bed. I'm paraphrasing here. They couldn't get him in the house. And so verse number 18 reveals that they, they, they have him on this bed and they couldn't find a way in. Verse number 19 reveals that over top of the house, they begin taking off the tiles to lower him down because the crowd was so, uh, if you want to say, squished into the house. There were so many people gathering around Jesus. They figured the only way to get him to Jesus was to lower him down. Verse number 20 reveals something that I think all of us could gather something from. It says, and when he, speaking of Jesus, saw their faith, he said unto him, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. You know, the thing that sticks out here, and maybe you've heard this before, but it says when he saw their faith, meaning that Jesus saw the men, uh, maybe the, the four men that that were lowering him down, and maybe the man on the bed. We don't know if this man on the bed was facing this problem because of his sins, but we know that Jesus saw their faith. It wasn't just the man on the bed. It was the friends of this man. Oh, that we would have friends that would minister to us like this. Oh, that we would be friends that would minister to others like this. Did you know that Jesus has the ability to meet your needs and meet your friend's needs? Take him to Jesus. And we see that this spiritual ability was revealed here in verse number 20. Jesus makes the claim, man, thy sins are forgiven. This is the the response from the scribes and Pharisees. The great critiques in the crowd, the Monday morning quarterbacks, we see Verse number 21, they they begin reasoning in their hearts. They begin uh, thinking, what is going on here? And they ask two questions. Who is this that speaks blasphemies? Or who is it that is saying this? They knew. The second question was, is who can forgive sins? And this is the response at the end that, that I just find so uh, humorous. But God alone. You know, I find it humorous because I've been there. Something great had happened in front of you, yet you you don't understand all that's going on. They ask these two questions, and no doubt Jesus is making a claim here. He's making the claim to be the Son of God. 
Has God done something in front of you that you missed? One particular time I was with a friend and we were sitting in chapel in Bible college and they they were talking to me after service and they were like, this is powerful. This message was, was incredible. And I was sitting there and I had recalled the message and I could talk about a few things. And I just remember walking away thinking, how did I miss that? See, if we're not spiritually ready, we'll miss things that are the obvious. And that's exactly where these Pharisees were. They missed the obvious. Nevertheless, they had these two questions. Who is it that speaks these blasphemies? Or who is it that's claiming to be God? And who can forgive sins but God alone? And see, they properly diagnosed who could forgive sins, but they misdiagnosed who Jesus was. Jesus, verse number 22, perceived their thoughts. Isn't that a great, great statement? He perceived their thoughts. He understood. He discerned what they were thinking. And he says, what reason ye in your hearts? Whether it's easy to say thy sins be forgiven thee or to say, rise up and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. Jesus really understood what they were thinking. It was easy for him to say, man, get up and walk. But also he was staking a claim. See, they already knew that he could heal the sick. He already knew uh, that they knew that, and they knew that he just healed the leper. You know, word travels fast. And now we're seeing that these men were confounded. They were confused by the fact that he said that, man, your sins are forgiven. And so he asked them this question, why reason ye in your hearts? He says, but you may know the son of man. Now that that phrase, son of man, have power on earth to forgive sins, that, that phrase, son of man, is important. This is a phrase that is Jesus' favorite term for himself. It was used uh, over 24 times in the book of Luke, and it's Jesus referring to himself. But where is the connection? Why is it so important? Well, in the book of Ezekiel and Daniel, over 80 times that name is used for the Messiah. So Jesus is making a claim. Yeah, I said that his sins could be forgiven, but you ought to know who I am. I'm the son of man, or I'm the Messiah, and I have power on earth to forgive. And then he takes it one step further. Not only that, he says in verse number, let's look, 24, he says, arise, take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately the man rose up. Immediately he, he goes up, he grabs his stuff, and he moves on. He says he departed to the, his own house, glorifying God, and they were all amazed and glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. See, the healing was an immediate thing on the outside. It was an exterior thing that they could see, but forgiveness was a spiritual miracle. See, they revealed they were they were revealed they saw the fact that Jesus had forgiven his sins it was a spiritual lesson see Jesus had a unique way of using object lessons using real scenarios that people were seeing that 
the palsy was outward evidence. Forgiveness was inside. It was something that they could not see. The healing, as one person put it, of the body was an outward evidence of a spiritual healing within. And there was amazement. There was uh, an awe, if you will, at seeing what Jesus had claimed authority to do. He had power. He had power both to heal and to forgive. And this is what we see here. The, the man gets up, they, he picks up his bed, he goes on his way, he's glorifying God, he's praising God, just as we see all new converts do. But this is what the scribes and Pharisees and the doctors of the law do. They were all amazed, they glorified God, but it was just, it was just blasé. Because this is what they say, we have seen strange things. They missed it. They missed what just happened in front of them, that the Messiah, the Son of God in the flesh, uh, God in the flesh had just done a great thing. Now, my friend, could I ask you a couple questions as we close? Do you realize that God has the power to meet your need? If you are in church and you've been longing to hear from God, we don't want to miss out. May you have a wonderful day. God bless, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig. I hope you were encouraged by the Word of God today and challenged to dig deeper on your walk with the Lord. It is my prayer that you find strength each day digging deeper into God's Word. If you're looking for more resources, you can find them on thedailydig.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig.